which I was thinking about today. I'm like, no one cares about average anymore. Like, like players today, if they, you know, hey, guy, 327. Like, people are like, who cares? Yeah. Can we get Scherzer just win the MVP? I don't know. I don't think so. If he just crushes it down the stretch? Like, unbeaten down the stretch? Yeah. Possibly. You going to bet it? I mean, I think this could be the year where you have the door open. Uh, Big Five is on the way. We have a, another event that goes down the tubes, or maybe it won't, uh, issues in boxing, and we will get to what a very chatty Daryl McCoy was saying today around the Raiders. Did you miss a show? Listen to podcasts from all your favorite ESPN Las Vegas shows at LVSportsNetwork.com. KWWN Las Vegas and KLAV Las Vegas. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Five. Number five. All right. Magnum wasting no time. Let's get right into it. Big five here on a Tuesday. Adam Hill. Magnum's back in our Finley Toyota Studios. We come out of the gates fast and furiously. Oh, boy. 821 big weekend, right? Huge weekend. Massive. Boxing and SummerSlam. Although there was rumors the last couple of days on some of the wrestling blogs, SummerSlam was canceled. I can assure you, talking to some of my sources, Steve, still on. You uh, you really like to tout these sources. Uh, we have a Pac-Man fight going down against Errol Spence. Er, no Errol Spence. He's got a uh, retina issue. He's out. He's getting surgery. He should come back. Full recovery. I guess they're still going to put the fight on with a replacement fighter, but my God, that loses some sizzle. I, Pac-Man's still a big draw, but at you know 114 years old, is he as big a draw as he used to be without Errol Spence as the opponent? Jake Paul? I don't know, man. That that whole thing is weird. Uh, I don't know if you saw the story today. Maybe you wanted to talk Jake Paul. I will. I Did you see that Faraz Zahabi, and I don't even know if Faraz is involved with a fight between Jake Paul and uh, Ty, Ty Woodley, but I know Jake Paul mentioned something about steroid issues with Woodley a couple of weeks ago, and then Faraz Zahabi comes straight out today and says, uh, I, you know, he assumes Woodley is going to be clean for the fight. He assumes that Paul will not. If they're not testing, he will be on PEDs, is what Faraz Zahabi, MMA trainer, said. Hmm, that that kind of throws a – that's an interesting – is this just trash talk, or do we believe that Jake Paul has been using the whole time? And would that keep you from betting on the fight? Would you actually want to bet Jake I Paul? don't think I'd bet it anyway. I'm uh, going to. I'm all over Woodley. You know that. Uh, sure. I am all on this. Some MMA guy is going to freaking – starch Jake Paul it's just, it's if they actually try and you know come in and not be all doughy and yeah I don't know what was going on with Ben Askren behind the scenes so I'm not I'm not gonna allege anything but it looked weird it did it's, it's interesting to say something like that I think more than anything it totally gets in somebody's head and gets them thinking about that over uh training for the fight and that sort of thing I think it's a, a mind game kind of thing but uh, also maybe they've heard things and, and they're out there um on the in terms of betting, I'm actually very, very Ooh. sad. Can I just mention something real quick? Sure. Because uh, I wanted to make sure I wasn't misquoting because I don't want to get in trouble legally. I just want to see if you use the word definitely. <laughs> uh, I wonder, if, is this covered legally? He goes, I hate to say it, but I definitely think Jake Paul is going to be on PEDs. Definitely think. Think. Yeah, think. All right. I think you're fine. It's not. He's definitely on. I think you're a murderer. Fine. You are not a murderer? The, not, not defamatory? You are a murderer? No. He says, I hate to say it, but I definitely think Jake Paul is going to be on PEDs. It exists in the world of boxing, just like it exists in MMA, and I don't think Tyron, or Tyron, uh, Tyron, I can, now I can't say his name. 
It's Ron Woodley because I now I'm mimicking uh, DW with the Tyrone sure. all the time. Uh, and I don't think uh, Tyron Woodley, Tyron, Tyron Woodley will be on PEDs. I think Tyron will be totally natural. Does it make a difference? It absolutely does. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. I, I mean, I would love to see somebody call, call him out and just say, hey, we're, we'll fight, but we're testing. Uh, see what he says to that. That would be, I think, a fascinating development in this whole, um, you know, crazy world of the, the YouTube stars taking over boxing. Uh, I'd like to see it. I think it'd be fun. But I, I was going to say, I, I think the most devastating part of 821 weekend is uh, I actually planned on making like an entire paycheck that weekend. And now I'm out because I don't get to bet on Earl Spence to destroy Manny Pacquiao. And that was one of your biggest plays of the year. Oh, yes. All right. Next up, Magnum. Number four. Well, I just spent a couple of days uh, in L.A., actually four days in L.A., and I was all over the place. I was in the, the Valley, not the San Gabriel, but the San Fernando Valley, and then I was down right around uh, downtown L.A. I was driving all over the place. Pasadena. was uh, was driving back through Pasadena for a little bit. Yesterday, I did not see O.J. anywhere, O.J. Simpson. No, he's avoiding. Yeah. He's staying away. So you're safe. If you don't want to see O.J., L.A.'s a safe place. Listen, Juice, the videos are cool. You know, if you want to do those, we're all kind of laughing with you and at you. You know, where you do it from next to the golf course and you're giving out fantasy football advice and advice to uh, youngins out there and also giving a uh, a scolding to Cole Beasley, which is hilarious. Um, OJ says recently, quote, I have trouble with L.A. People may think this is self-serving, but I might be sitting next to whoever did it. I really don't know who did this. Of course, that's the uh, double murder of his ex-wife and poor Ron Goldman. So he won't go to L.A. because he doesn't want to accidentally run into the real killer. Yeah. Um, fair there's a lot of mirrors so it's you know it's kind of tough yeah. he's also he's also shocked he says i quote i figured eventually somebody would confess to something you know i had one suspect i told my lawyers to look at i think he might be involved but i can't talk about it that's true All just right, like just like us at practice when we're, out, we're not allowed to report certain things oj can't just throw out a name and defame somebody and say that they're potentially the real killer that would be wrong oj follows the rules if there's anything about him uh, he he stays on the straight and narrow, so uh, I applaud that part of it. Uh, my my, I loved this. I thought it was one of the funniest, but it, it but it is it's one of the funniest. It is ever. gross. And the Brown family responded like, "Cut it out, dude." Basically, oh, DNA doesn't lie. Should. And here's the other thing: I'm pretty confident. I know you guys have, you know, fired back at me on this one. That OJ Simpson, even at whatever he is now, 75 years old could probably beat the hell out of 90% of the public and disarm them as well. He struggles to get around. Maybe not a gun, but if someone came at him with a knife, I think he'd be fine. Well, he knows how to use one. You're not afraid to go to L.A. Cut it out. Well, no, but I, I mean, I come on, dude. listen, for all the things you that said, said, we still want to play fantasy football with you. So if you're listening, God, let's go. I'd love to be in his league. We want to be at your draft. Uh, I think he's probably drafting at the same spot he drafts at every year. Sure. Uh, I might try to just hang out that there. Badge of honor for the place. We, probably, we will not give Juice, We will not give them the promotion. If you need an extra guy, an extra guy in your league, I'll just be hanging out. I'll, right. just, I'll jump in. But, but keep in mind that we both, I know Adam really cares. I care as well. You're not going to be in the playoffs this year if we're in your league. No, we're, so if that's going to get you all huffy, win. puffy, and violent, then we don't want any part of that. Oh, you imagine what my team name would be in his league? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, and also, well, yes. Just every, poking him everything that all you year said, long when he looks at the standings. Everything you said is true. I want to be clear. It's gross. Of course it is. It's also hilarious. Uh, you can be both. You can be tasteless and gross, but also hilarious. I think it was a hilarious thing to say. Uh, but my biggest problem with this, does he think that people can't travel? Yeah. 
like the 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 real killer could also live in Las Vegas. Could also, you know, be golfing every day. Could also be participating in fantasy football leagues at a certain bar around the corner from here. Uh, the real killer could be doing all the same things he's doing. Probably is doing all the same things he's doing. And so I, I think, like, the guy could be anywhere. He doesn't have to be in LA. He didn't just stick around to the scene of the crime. Top three stories. Number three. Uh, Desiree Reed Francois is off to Mizzou. SEC job. Now UNLV is going to be putting together a uh, an exhaustive search, as they said. Can I tell you, some of the stuff I saw from you guys when I was out of town was absurd. I think maybe the dumbest one is you, you and I think Grainy mentioned this as well, the immediate angle of Lauren Kruger wouldn't want the job because he might have to fire his son. Where do you guys, like, what is what? I don't even get why this is. Would that not come up? At some it's point? the dumbest thing. To, to who even cares? Who cares? I, well, first of all, legally, uh, I believe it's spelled out directly in in the. That's the first thing you think of if like if someone's qualified or wants the job. Hold on. Uh, is I, this job a joke? On. I want Lon Kruger to take the job. I'm Team Lon. Well, Kruger. I don't know if he'd want to take it. He might have to fire his son. That's the. That's one of the. It has that's to be, one of the has top. to be the first question. No, it doesn't. That's stupid. What would that you is do? so dumb. What your athletic director? What would you do if the next three years? Why, I don't did think they, you I ask? Think you ask that of every athletic director when they get the job? Hey, what's going to happen when you need to fire the coach? Well, I certainly would if it was their son. But at the same time, would yeah. you would you ask in a, in a normal situation where most ads are coming in without their own football and basketball coaches? Obviously, they're just taking the sure. job. Is that a question you ask of every day? Well, AD? I, would, I would definitely ask what's your criteria for when you decide to move on from a coach from a guy. <laughs> With, with his son who hasn't started yet, who hasn't who, who's started but hasn't coached a game yet. Well, first of all, I, I think that there is an answer. I, I will start by saying it's relevant because it's absolutely literally spelled out in the university bylaws. As, as far as I know, there's a nepotism clause that he couldn't take this job anyway. I think they'd have to figure that out. Um, and again, I that's my candidate. That's who, I, that's who I want. I'm just saying I think they'd have to figure that part of it out because I do believe that's in there. I'm not 100% sure. I, I've seen it. So I think it's in there. Um, but then at the same time, like, yeah, I think it has to be a question of what would you do now? What I think they would do. I think they, the university president would say, listen, I will be the one in charge of analyzing the basketball program and what needs to be done there. And then we can make a collective decision to say, maybe you'd resign and somebody else would have to do the fire, like whatever, but it would have to be a consideration. Like, All right. Well, you, I guess that's an explanation. I, I I'm not seeing it. Um, but Nobody's saying as, Kevin Kruger needs as, to be fired. As dumb as that was, can I tell you, there are fans out there who have no idea what an athletic director does. Sure. None. Agreed. I, I would agree with you. I don't, I mean, I like the, the varying responsibilities that an AD well, I've takes seen, care of. I think it's like, just, it's, hopefully it's, it's somebody good at recruiting. That's not their job. Not their job. The job is so wide-ranging. Uh, I know you went on in Kansas City where they cover Missouri a lot with our buddy Saran Petro. So what do you tell them about DRF in terms of strengths and weaknesses after a stand at UNLV? Um, we talked a lot about the, you know, it's tough to grade on, you know, the hiring process and, and how things have turned out. I mean, you can say that her basketball hire in TJ Otzelberger wasn't the greatest hire, but he did move on after two years to a Big 12 job. Uh, I would say that's pretty successful a finding of a coach who then moved on to a much bigger job 
Like that seems like it's a, a at least a you know double or a triple. Uh, football coach, I think you ha- can't really judge at this point. She went and got a coach that she believes in and that had to come in during a COVID year and have a lot of things stacking against them. So I don't know. Uh, on the smaller school, on the smaller athletics department, smaller programs, seems like she's done great. Mm-hmm. She's had a couple of really good hires, including women's basketball, which I think is going to be a you know nationally successful. Uh, program now with what she's done with Lindy the Rock there. So um, I-, I think that there's mixed results there. I think there's very, very strong progress. And like when she took over, there was no facility for the football team and there was no stadium to play in. Now you can argue how much she had to do with both of those, but you can't argue the fact that they are in a much better position now from a football program standpoint in terms of their facilities than they were when she took over. Again, circumstances, yeah. you can't argue it. I also think it's impossible to grade the job someone did since their last year plus was dealing with COVID. Yeah, for sure. Like, how do you ju- how do you judge the football program? It's tough. I, I, I mean, it's, especially that's their first year. Like, that's your first year. And and by the way, we understand. There's a lot at work. Like, I think she would have wanted to get the football program in different hands sooner, and that was kind of out of her control. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's there's a lot of factors there at work. Uh, I, I said. Um, what they were like, what's like the word you would use to describe her? Like, what's the overwhelming thing? And I said, politician. Um, and I was like, that might sound like a negative. It's really not. Like, that's part of your job as an athletic director. You're like a politician. You have to know everybody. You have to meet everybody. You have to, you know, socialize. You have to understand different people and how to how to get things done from them and how to get things that you want and, and play off of them. Like, all those things are very important in the world of, of being an athletic director. So, yeah, I think you could look at that with a, with a negative connotation, but I think it's part of your job. Top two stories. Number two. Oh, boy. Here we go. Do you know how bad these next three weeks are for the listeners and for oh the staff boy. around Lotus Broadcasting? Oh, boy. It's Hard Knocks time. I'm so excited. Mike McCarthy, all the characters on the Cowboys. It debuts tonight. Did you watch the clip they put out? Because I didn't want no. to. No. Like, I didn't want to because this is how crazy I am. I didn't want to see, like, a minute of I was like, that's one less minute I get to watch on the actual show. I'm, what was in the teaser that it. caught your caught your ear, caught your eye? So it was Zeke Elliott bought a birthday present for Dak Prescott, and he's talking about how they are best friends, how they met at the Combine, they became quick friends, and now they are absolutely best friends. And he's, he, I, I read into this. It's not explicitly stated, but I think it's right up my alley. I think what Zeke Elliott is saying in the clip is that – Dak bought him a birthday gift, so he's like, now I gotta buy him one. Oh, and so your reciprocal nightmare. So he's wrapping a present for Dak, right? And he has no idea what he's doing. He's never wrapped a present, and he says, "I've never wrapped a present before." Wow. And so I was like, I can relate to that. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do that either. Uh, you can't wrap presents, or you can't wrap like well on command. No, I mean, if I, if you said you have to wrap this gift. I, and it's like a small box or something. I would just use like an entire roll of wrap, just wrap it all around like a hundred right. times and then tape it. Um, but I go gift bag for sure all the time. Yeah, we'll have to follow up on this because that's what I'm thinking too. I'm like, if you haven't wrapped a gift before and you don't get the gift bag, what's wrong? He with mentioned you? something. I, uh, Were the they sound, out of gift bags? The sound was bad when I was listening. He says he. Usually, oh, what I a think, tease! We can't wait. I think he said he usually uses a gift bag. <laughs> I'm all gift bags now. Although I can wrap a little bit, but I don't. I can't do like real neat edges <laughs> at all. No, I have no chance. None. God, I'm trying to think of someone. I can oh, barely you know get the scotch tape off. Our, um, 
our college football insider, and I hope we have him back this year, Michael Felder out of Chicago, is unbelievable at wrapping gifts. He even put a video out right around the holidays. And he actually, I guess he worked as a professional gift wrapper at a store. Wow. And dude, it is like, it's beautiful. Mine is, is so a, sloppy. Is that it a just, good skill to have? I think so. Why not? If it comes easy. Well, I mean, it doesn't get you anywhere. Is anybody uh, impressed? Yeah. Like if you, I'd be a little impressed. But if you give a crappy gift wrapped well, is it still a crappy gift? It can help it. I don't think. I think it makes it worse. When something's wrapped really nice, you're like, oh, this is going to be good. And it's, you, it's a bad gift. It's a letdown. If you give me something great and it's all sloppy looking, I'm probably let down from the get-go. No, I think you're setting low expectations. Top story. Number one. You know, it's funny. When we were talking about Gerald McCoy last week when he signed, I threw something out and I was like, yeah, it's kind of stupid. But I remember throwing out there, uh, in addition to Gerald McCoy being a hell of a football player in the 2000 teens, you know, and he was down last year. He's actually a really high character guy and probably a good addition to the Raiders if he can make the team. Yeah. I don't know if this has anything to do with high character. I, I do know from watching him in the past, he's a fun guy to talk to. And you guys were going crazy today. What was what was so great about what he was saying at Raiders availability? I just think sometimes, and I got I hate this, and I, I gotta hate that I'm gonna say this because I hate when other people say it. The energy, like you could you could feel it, and I <laughs> I hate I despise because well, you're a low energy that. guy. You want you want to diffuse most energy. Well, I just think it's usually fake. That too. Yeah, but in this case, like he legit he was. It, this is gonna because it sounds ridiculous. Oh boy, you look at you are guy. I know because it sounds ridiculous. But he he comes into the room, and before like somebody starts to ask a question, and he goes, "Hold on," he goes before we even start this, he's like, "You," he's like, "You guys have no idea how awesome it is to be here." Yeah, like I miss football so much. I miss being around everybody. So like I'm just so happy to be here right now. And I was like, I if anybody else did that. I would be like, this guy sucks. I hate him. <laughs> but like, you, it's genuine. You genuinely believed it. People you are more genuine it. than you give them credit for. Uh, most people aren't. But he, I feel like, man, I would be so let down if he like if I like overheard him behind the scenes like, oh, these guys really fell for that one. Clown. Like I, I feel they like, bought that one I, hook, I, line, I, and sinker. I have, I am like ninety nine really like of the time. I'm like, I'm, out. I, I love him. He's awesome. Oh, this is great. He's awesome. Now you got a guy on both lines. I know. You love Incognito, and now McCoy's your guy. What What happens? What if your next encounter with McCoy is not so great? Like you're, ready to embra- you're ready to embrace him. Or I, you might, will, I might avoid him forever. Or, or will you defend him and be like, yeah, rough day? I'm just never going to talk to I'm him. I'm going to give him a break. You can't have a better interaction. I say, will you just never down? talk to him again. He was awesome. Yeah, so you guys are like, oh, the only you know the only session better was uh, whatever that rock paper scissors and conversation. That was one moment of the of the conversation. Like, yeah. and there was points where I thought Foster Moreau was not being genuine. Mm. Like he was he was great. He was really good. Like the answers were awesome and everything else. I didn't buy it all the way. With with Gerald McCoy, I was in. Let's give I you more on, on Gerald McCoy in the conversation today. He is a really good story. And man, if he could play to the level he used to play at, he'd be a hell of an addition. For the Raiders, he talked about his number, so we'll get into that. And we'll also get you more on the uh, developing parking situation as they try to make progress for each and every event. Of course, we got Seattle in town for uh, preseason game number one against the Raiders at the Owl. Rolling on. It's a Tuesday. I don't exactly know how to use Venmo. So no. you just can't send money to a stranger? 
Well, you have to find either their phone number. If you have their phone number or email address that's connected to their account, then you can find them. So we pulled a photo from uh, some guy in Dubuque and uh, on the ESPN uh, Las Vegas Twitter account. We didn't give him credit, which we should have. So I was just going to send him money. What? How do you decide on how much money to send somebody? For here's, here's, here's 20 bucks for the photo. I already deleted it. Okay. But he was bitching and he didn't get credit. So here, I'll pay you. Uh, I mean, yeah. If So I guess email him and then... Because I said we'd send a prize pack, but we're not saying a prize pack. We can say no your, no you one's going to do say that. Say what's your Venmo. Or, uh, yeah, you have his email address now. Okay. So I would search also PayPal and like Zelle. I don't want to do this. Venmo's my thing. That's sure. it. Send me the email. I'll, I'll do it. You'll do what? I'll find him. Reach out to him? I'll find him. All right. We'll do it next break. It's fair, right? Sure. 20 bucks for a photo. We used it for like three hours. Well, that's not bad. Or if I send money, is he going to complain like, hey, that, I think I was worth like a thousand? I'm sure he will. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, we should actually probably, before you send anything, we should probably ask Justin. Yeah. Uh, because maybe. Well, it was a goodwill you, gesture. Am I, am I getting myself in hot water? I was thinking maybe if you send money, you're conceding that you owe him for the for the image. And then, he, and then he can decide on the price for the image. Well, that's a good point. All right. We'll run that by him tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Don't get yourself in a situation. Send him the prize pack. <laughs> There's no prize pack. <laughs> There's no, no one's gonna no one's gonna mail a prize pack. That's him, I think you told him on Twitter you're sending a prize pack. I think you're contractually obligated to that now. Um, you know what? I have actually I have boxes and boxes of like old T-shirts from promotions. Sure, I'll just send them a box. I just need to get rid of them. They're just stacking up, so I'll send them like 400 could, T-shirts. Could we buy like an Iowa 400? Could we buy an Iowa sucks T-shirt? And put it in there. Just send it to Sneak him. it in there. Yeah, here's our prize pack. <laughs> it was a good photo. He, and the, the guy was right. I mean, I think it's a little, you know, it's a little crazy to be like, well, I've done it before, though. Hey, give us, give us credit. So, well, my, my biggest thing I should have done it. I did it real quick. My biggest thing is not that he's pointing it out. Like, he must have like an image search yeah. on Twitter because nobody tagged him or said it. Like, they, he just found it somehow. Yeah, it was some guy, Jesse in Dubuque, who put up a photo. Um, hey, Manfred, how about ending the blackout? Because Iowa, like us, gets screwed by the MLB blackout on the package. Yeah, but by the way, we're not the only ones that used it, and we're not the only ones he came after. He's been doing it all day. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. I think he's a media person. Oh, really? So I would say be All careful right. what you wish for. Well, if he's has anything to do with the Des Moines Register. Um, <laughs> it says Sturgis Falls Broadcasting. Not that okay. I did a search on him. Okay. Went to school at Workburg College. High school in Cascade, Iowa. Is it Iowa through and through? Yes, 100% Iowa. Maybe I visit him when I go to the Iowa State Fair this weekend. All right, coming up, I promise you we're going to get to the update on the parking situation for the game against Seattle, and I want to hear a lot more about Adam's new guy. Jesus, he's smitten over Gerald McCoy. So according to uh, your boy Josh Dubow from the AP, he says uh, average ticket price on the secondary market for the Raiders' preseason opener, it's a game against Seattle, is $267. Seems like a good deal. Get-in price is 108 that 267 is 170% more expensive than the next highest week one preseason ticket this year. Uh, average price for the Pats football team play game is less than 100 bucks. The average for the Raiders is pushing 270. It's insane, but you get it. I mean, it, it's, crap. it is the first game with fans, full fans at Allegiant Stadium for football. What was it like on Sunday? Uh, Season ticket holders, PSO holders? Yeah, there was about 13,000. Okay, what'd you think? It was pretty cool. They were, it was weird because they still were pumping in crowd noise. I oh, really because I think they, I mean it was just because they wanted to practice with yeah. a lot of noise and it was only thirteen thousand so they couldn't get it. How gaga were the fans over there? They were they were definitely into it. Yeah. A lot of them dressed up and 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 it, I mean it's tough to get 
super into a practice with no pads. Like everybody's in shorts, no shoulder pads, helmets. So it wasn't like hitting. It wasn't live action. Um, but I think people were excited just to watch them practice. It, and I will say, like you talk about bubble, man, I, I will absolutely because we watch practice all day, every day, and they do the same practice every day. It's, I mean, mix up a couple things, but you're pretty much watching, you know, they're going to do this drill and they're going to do this drill and you know what they're doing. And I just heard a lot of, oh, this is so boring. And I was like, because we watch it every day. Like these people are watching it for the first time. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. <laughs> like there is, they are excited about this. This is different. Uh, parking situation. A couple of things from uh, Mick Akers from your paper, the RJ. Rideshare was moved again. It was. Uh, we love the idea of the lot to the south, the pickup lot to the south across Russell yeah. by all the hotels. But apparently there were just way too many people crossing Russell. And that was leading it's to dangerous. traffic issues. It's also dangerous. Yeah. Because um, I, I think a lot of people are not even going to wait. for. They're just going to keep going. No, I, and that's not me. a – like you, you, you have to have traffic control out there. And essentially, like there's no traffic that's going to move. No. And, again, there was only 13,000 the other day. Right. And I was leaving about an hour and a half after practice. Right. And there was like – I saw like 35 people just sprinting across Russell. I was like, okay. Oh, my God. No. No, yeah. we can't do this. So they moved it uh, to a lot. On Dean Martin, just north of the stadium. Okay. It's fine. I just I, I don't know how people are getting in and out of there. Like how the Ubers are getting in and out of there in the lifts. Well. Did you read some of the other notes in the story? Yeah. So I guess the the rideshare queue line was backed up all the way to Tropicana. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> so past our favorite hotel galaxy. Right, you got two new hotels where the Golden Palm used to be. There's, I think, is it a Motel Six down there? Yeah. There's some gas stations. We're on game so, days, it's four hundred seventy nine dollars. So, so that line was all the way down Dean Martin to Trop. It's a mess. I want to read this one to you because I was, I was like trying to process it, and I, I, I wish I had a little map so I could like draw the lines. During the peak ingress for the Gold Cup between three thirty and four thirty, so queuing on Dean Martin southbound spilled uh, over to Tropicana. During the same time, Russell Road westbound traffic piled up on the Las Vegas Boulevard. Oof. That's rough. Right? While the Interstate 15 southbound off-ramp saw traffic backed up from the ramp onto the southbound Collector Distributor Road, which is a great name for that suck-ass road that backs road. up oftentimes all the way up to 215 going west. And then you get the line jumpers that you want to kill who want to jump in the line there. So that was backed up, um, and that briefly spilled onto mainline I-15, because yeah. obviously the 15, holy can I, moly. Can I, can I, okay. <laughs> this is all a work in progress. It but, is. But again, and the roads are not done. We got the stadium done. The Russell Interchange needs to be changed, and we know that TROP is going to be worked on. So that project's on the way. Uh, that's the first project, I think, unless they change the schedule, yeah. and then the Russell project. So... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I'm, but now, and I will say the one, good, go, go. I'm going to say this. say this. After going to a couple of games and attending, listen, it's only a few. Gold Cup, I was at the Raiders scrimmage. Um, I was around there during the Garth Brooks stuff, just kind of looking what was going on um, before I went to UFC. Um, I, I'm just kind of studying, like, what's going to work at best? Where's it going to be the best? If you can find parking, the, like, if you're looking on a map of where to find it, right? Uh, south of Russell. Right. Is going to be your best bet. Uh, there's not a lot of lots back there. There's one big lot 
which I'll tell you right now is for media and for like staff. So, and it's not marked. So like, it's not on any map. So it's like, what is this lot? It's just a big lot of nothingness. So there's a lot there, but the lot, there's lots around it, like a couple spots here and there. There's a hotel lot. There's a couple of lots that are going to be sold. That is where I would go. And the way that I would get to the stadium is either uh, by sunset over to Dean Martin and come up from the south to like going north. Right. Uh, or like up Valley View from the south to the north. And if you go to like Blue Diamond, because you can't go straight down 15 and go past the stadium and come back. But if you go out around either way west or way east and come up from Blue Diamond, so, I don't think it's going to be an issue. So it sounds like local roads on the west side. But I think the you want to come from the south, go up. Right. So you want to be going north, and you want to be coming in from, from the west All right. uh, into the strip. Anything else? And If you're on the 15, forget it. You have no shot. Uh, Dean Martin's south from Tropicana, you, yeah, it's a disaster. I think it's only going to be Ubers and Lyfts anyway. Um, you want to be coming up from the south. That's how you want to do it. And if you're going on Saturday, that's what I would tell you. So uh, Mike Naft, who's uh, quoted in all these stories by – Acres, he's a Clark County commissioner, uh, was also, I think, suggesting that uh, the fact that the Raiders fans tailgate, that that's going to help the situation because there'll be more early arrivals. Okay. And there will be for me. <laughs> I'll be there early. Also, that uh, that MGM area tailgate, you know, tailgate deal by the Luxor, that, they may, that may have some more you know, early arrivals too. So maybe that'll take some cars that might, off the road I mean, right before the games. What they need. And I, I listen, they're having trouble buying up all the properties to get parking around the stadium. I get all that part. You need to buy enough spots to get restaurants and bars there. Yeah. Like there needs to be spots where people will come. Like 20,000 people right. need to be down there. Where people hours come three, four, five hours before the game. Right. So, so it's a little bit. And more. that should be the case. That's always the way. Any, any time you're investing in, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars in a stadium, the, the infrastructure around the stadium has got to be improved so that, you know, it's also a moneymaker there. Yeah. But it's going to take time. This all came together really quickly. Yeah, definitely. And, and we, I mean, we knew it was going to be an issue. I, it's actually been better than I thought it would be. Really? Okay. Yeah, despite all the craziness, like it's been say like a nine out of 10 on chaos level. I thought it was gonna be a 52. Like, <laughs> it's, it's been, it's, it's been, and again, I might not be fair because I'm going way early and leaving way late. And I get that. I get that. I'm not, the usual experience, but um, I feel like the ways that I've been going are going to be your best bets. All right. Uh, who wants to be the next big radio star on uh, the morning tailgate with Clay Baker, Raider Nation Radio 920? Well, we've got a contest. If you think you have what it takes to be on the air, you submit a 60-second video and show Lotus Broadcasting and R&R 920 what you can do. Uh, you got a chance to be on the morning tailgate. With Clay Baker on Radio Nation Radio 920 AM. The grand prize winner will also get a new flat screen TV, home and away Raiders jerseys, a, a Raider Nation light up sign for your man cave, two foot classic sub from Porta Subs every week for the NFL regular season. Voting starts on August 21st. So that means you have to have your video in before that. So go check it out. It's out front on lvsportsnetwork.com. It's very cool. You have a chance to be uh, on air. You send in a video. It's really easy. You show what you can do. It's 60-second or less video. lvsportsnetwork.com, and you can be the next big star on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Cofield and Company presents... Hey, hold on. Big up, big up. Grab bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Stick your hand in there, Dave. 
Adam, how much did you cover? I didn't get to read your stuff this weekend. So how much did you cover UFC 265? What's that now? Wait, what? You didn't cover it at all? Zero. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. I'm not, I wasn't like setting you up or, you know, taking a shot at them. I had no idea you didn't do anything. Really? I, I mean, once football starts, I'm pretty much out of the UFC world unless they're here. Um, and also, I thought it was completely garbage that there was a heavyweight title fight. That Explain that. Uh, Francis Ngannou won the title like three months ago. And they didn't want to pay Francis Ngannou and John Jones to have the fight that they're supposed to have. And Francis Ngannou... By the way, nor, nor there were also payment issues. I mean, I think he could have matched up against Derek Lewis, right? Could have. Well, here's the other problem. Francis Ngannou went to do charity work in Africa and see the birth of his first child. And then... He was like, "Well, I, I won't let me get until like September, October. Like I, I have this right. charity. Thing I can go. I, I can go to. in September. Right. I, I fought three months ago. Let, let me have the kid. He's not having the kid, but let me experience the birth of my child. Do some. I do my charity work. I promised, and then I'll fight. And the UFC said, "Well, Francis wants to go on vacation and celebrate his title, so we're moving on." Like, so okay. they so they moved on. They set up an interim title fight in place of a guy who just won the title three months ago. Uh, Derek Lewis gets bombed by this guy Cyril. Don, is that his name? Awesome. Who's right. awesome? So he's a good fighter. Uh, and but even worse, in the in the lead-in promo, they they did the whole line about well he can come back whenever he's ready. You know when he's not vacationing and flying around the world with Dana White's voice. Yeah. Why would you do that to your heavyweight champ? I, I don't know. And now they're like, well, now you're fighting Ciro Gone. Well, what happened to the John? The John Jones fight is like the biggest mighty fight of all time. They're like, well, John Jones can fight Stipe. Like, okay. So now they're going to ruin. They could potentially ruin because Cyril Gaon's pretty good. Yeah. So now they're going to ruin the potential marketability of Ngannou, like the unbeatable, you know, giant beast dude, you know, George Foreman like, if if Gaon beats him. It's baffling. It's absolutely baffling what they're doing. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I was I wasn't going to cover the event anyway because it was also conflicting with, um, with you know uh, Raider stuff that was going on and everything else. But uh, that that's it was ridiculous that that fight happened. Now Amanda Nunes was supposed to be on this last card. Yeah, got COVID. Who, who won as the interim title fight for her division? Well, she actually hasn't defended the the 135 pound title in I believe over two years. Oh, really? Yeah. No interim title fight. Right, so there should be an interim title fight for 135 and 145. Of course. And I saw Dana White said today that uh, Nunes and Nganu are apples and oranges. Totally different. Uh, apparently. I, I don't know how. Damn, Adam Hill. I, I don't know in what way. Laying down the law. It's are you boycotting? Preposterous. Are you boycotting people who are going to boycott you? Are you blocking people who are going to block you? For your story about Florida. Preemptively. No, I think it's a reactive. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, no. I, no. And UFC is going to be here next month, and it's an awesome card, and I can't wait for it, and I'll be covering that. But this was a travesty. All right. And apparently By that, the way, yeah. let me say this. Yeah. It's your guys' fault out there, maybe a little bit, although I think it's more their perception of you. You don't need a title fight every single card. Yeah. That's why they did this. They wanted a title fight. Well, like, you don't need to create a... I would have been just as interested in Cyril Gaon and Derek Lewis without a belt on the line. You don't need it. People aren't – I was going to say people aren't that dumb. A lot of them are. But you just just say they're fighting. You don't need a title fight on the line every single car. All right. Back in the bag. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Thank you. So this fake Vax card stuff is real? Oh, yeah. So people don't want to get a free vaccine 
but they're going to pay 400 bucks to say they got the vaccine. Apparently. That's All what's right. going on. I mean, listen, I, I know some people that I've seen that have gotten into events that are vac- vaccinated only that are extremely anti-vax. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm. Oh, really? Hmm. Like, I would love to see what name is on your vax card, bro. <laughs> and I guess uh, there's been a explosion of the fake vax cards now that there's a lot of colleges, universities that are requiring students to come to campus vaccinated. Yeah. And now, now they're getting the fake card, which just get the shot. It's free. Like, who's who has this money to throw away? Like, not only do I not want to be, be respectful of others and be safe, but I, I also want to get a fake card instead. I also want to spend $400 when I could just get this for free. That's completely insane. How mad are you? Pretty mad. Are you? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm annoyed because I've been waiting for this. I've been so excited to, to demand vaccinations to get into things for so long. Like, I've just, I can't wait. I, I, I went to something... I was supposed to upload a, a vax card to go to something the other day and it, the process didn't work for whatever reason. And they're like, well, like, can you, is there any way you can go home and like get, get the card? And I was like, Oh, go home. I got it right oh, here. You've been waiting for this forever. I got it Boom. right here. Let's go. And they were like, wow. Okay. You got your card. And I was like, Oh, it's laminated. Don't worry. Here you go. I was so happy. <laughs> they thought you'd be extremely disappointed and defeated. Yeah. They're like, like we're no. really sorry. I was like, Oh no, don't worry. I got this. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, this is a sign, I think that's real, in a uh, bodega in New York on the soda case. It says COVID-19 is some real S. If you're not buying, stay out. Cover your effing mouth. <laughs> STFU, buy your S and leave ASAP. No, I'll use a cleaner word, booby or shoe money. <laughs> so if you're a woman who likes to uh, store your money in your uh, bra... Sure. No good. Or in your sock. Stand back at least six feet. Store capacity is only five mother blankers at once. You cough. You are out. End of the message. Stay safe and stay alive. I like it. It's good. Very direct. Who wants to go in and challenge? Who wants to go in and challenge the owner of the bodega? Not me. I'll go in there however they want me to. There you go. Here's my card. Here's my mask. My money is very straight. It's nice and crisp. Go back in there. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Boy, how about this? A lot of truculent people today. Headline. Clark County to Fountain Blues new owners. Clean it up. You see this one? Our guy, Tick. He's always doing some good he's things. Get, he's getting annoyed. Yeah. Um, you know, the Fountain Blues has been unfinished since 2009. Just a shell of a building. 68-story uh, poster child, as they call it, of the Great Recession. Got a new owner. It looks like Marriott is in. JW Marriott teasing something about uh, a big blue building, fourth quarter of 2023. That's two years away. Clark County Commissioner Tick Siegerbloom getting impatient. He said, the truth is, the site has gone to hell. Las Vegas Boulevard looks terrible. It's really, it's terrible for people from uh, the Sahara trying to walk down south. You know, windows are missing. The fencing is all busted up. You know what's weird? I don't even notice it anymore. It's sloppy. It's a it, real it, eyesore. It, it Especially is. since there's a lot of new stuff going up around it. It is, but like I, I just I, I'm always I think I mean obviously looking at the road, but I think you're looking at all the new things that are around there and all the things that are popping up. Like I never even look at it. Maybe it's because I've seen it so many times and driven by so many times. I don't even notice it anymore. It doesn't bother me. But I, I get it. I get why somebody'd be upset, but clean it up. 
It's nothing I even notice. Well, we're going to have an arena there. Over at the Pepper Mill, the GM, Peggy Orth. We know someone who knows Peggy. We do? Yep. Okay. She said she's been looking at that unfinished resort for years. She says, I think anything that improves the strip and the look of the town is going to make a huge difference for everybody. So on July 7th, the zoning commission meeting, uh, the county did give the new owners one year to clean the place up. So they're going to monitor progress month to month. And I think it makes sense at a place like the Pepper Mill, too, where um, – you know, you had a you had the construction of the convention center going on right next to it. You had a casino next to you that was knocked down. Now you've got a direct line uh, at the quote unquote eyesore uh, that's there. So I mean, I get why they they'd feel that way, especially like the history of the Pepper Mill. Like you'd want to you want to be hanging around there and you know seeing seeing some nice hotels around, and instead you see the unfinished hotel and then like a Ross. So I feel like that's probably 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 not the greatest spot. One more. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Uh, so it is official. De'Ara King, the Miami quarterback, uh, got an NIL deal from the Florida Panthers. Panthers are going to pay some local athletes. Okay, let's go. Your turn, Golden Knights. Hey, why not? Yeah. Vegas Golden Knights uh, should be backing uh, UNLV's best players like Adam Plant and uh, Jacoby Winman. Right? Hey, don't sure. do don't no quarterbacks. Okay, let's just let that play <laughs> out. You don't need to pick one over the others. We've talked about that potential situation, but sure. uh, it'd be nice, right? If Foley stepped up, the uh, Golden Knights stepped up and threw a little money behind those guys. It'd be nice for sure. And, and all, you know, D.R. King is going to go like make some pregame appearances, meet some fans, sign some autographs. Like seems like a pretty, pretty nice thing. It, it's uh, community relations, not only for Miami, also D.R. King, also some money for him in his pocket and good community relations for the Panthers. It's a win-win all around. So yes, other, pro, other franchises, time to step up. Did you see the, uh, the the Ohio State quarterback who actually is uh, early entry now, who's coming to Ohio State and just got a deal with some, like, kombucha? Right. He reclassified to 2021, signed with Ohio State, and uh, now he's got a deal already. For that reason. I mean, he, he was like, hey, I can start making money right now. Let's go. It's crazy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and he knew he had a deal in place. He was like, I'll take it. Let's go. All right. Pretty smart. All right, let's close on this one, and we'll build on this for tomorrow. Good thing to carry over. Is this? Well, you know what? We'll do it tomorrow. How about that? Uh, Last place finishers, worst of first. We'll build on that for tomorrow. All right, thanks, Magnum. We'll see you.